Welcome to episode four of 45 Years of LR. This comes to you on Saturday, October 7, 2023, and this conversation took place in February 2023. Mark Pappalardo. <laughs> My Bob, how's it going? <laughs> goodness, I haven't seen, of course, people listening, they don't see anyone, but, but <laughs> I, uh, I haven't, uh, this is audio only. Uh, yeah, sure. This. <laughs> I haven't seen you in, uh, oh, well, you know, I guess to, to paint the picture, when, when did you, when did you get out of Linden State and, and go from there? Yeah, two, 2001, were you 2001 or were you, you I, before? I graduated in 2002 with Jamie Dennis. Ah, yeah, so it's been a long time. We're old men now. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> keep trying to try whatever to prevent that but it <laughs> you know geez so so when did you when did you when did you get in to 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 linden state so i can have a a time window on my head here no uh, 97 yeah so i did 97 2001 yeah that it that'd be right and i showed up uh, in the middle of the ice storm of 1998 and i chose to stay for some, i'm still here i'm still in vermont <laughs> that's great they, Good for you, man. They, they kept they kept handing me more duties and more duties, and I was like, okay, okay. Uh, if I stayed in radio any longer, I swear they'd have me climbing the towers, but that's where I draw the line. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, well, I'm glad. Yeah, it's great to see you, man. Great to hear you. It's, this, is, uh, this is really cool. It, it's uh, sad the circumstances because we got a radio right. station that's in the midst of being sold, and the the FCC stamp of approval is the only thing that uh, is in the way of that, and that usually is a rubber stamp. So, right. Uh, so I I remember you as um, part of the long term memory loss morning show, and what other stuff did you do there? I did a bunch of different things. I, I came on, um, I actually originally wanted to go to Linden for the radio. Um, that was the sole reason why I had gone there uh, in the first place and just, you know, uh, been a love for music my whole life and thought it was a cool thing to do to stay around music. So, you know, when I got there in 97, um, I'm not sure when when the transition happened, but they did away with the major, it became a club. I think it was probably either before I started or, or well before, and I just didn't do my research, <laughs> but um, came on board there. And I just tried to do as much as I could for, for shows. Um, I had a, you know, a formatted show uh, once a week. And then I dabbled in some evening shows where I would kind of crash on some, some of my friends um, unformatted shows, and then, and then your point, yeah, then, then for some reason decided to get up super early uh, in college and do a morning radio show, long-term memory loss, for felt like a, a super long time, but I think it was about a semester or two that, that we had done that show. It feels like it's a longer period of time <laughs> when you're there. Exactly. And then you look back, and t more than 20 years later, that's like, geez, doesn't a year go by in a blink of an eye now? It didn't it's just, then. just crazy. It's too bad. Uh, 
So what did, did you was radio just isolated to to the college radio station for you, or did you go on afterwards? Well, I haven't seen you ever. I, exactly. You lose track of people. I know. Yeah, it was pretty isolated. I, you know, I I uh, did it for uh, I think a couple years in school, um, and still talk about it. You know, it's one of those careers that I think would have been super fun to do. And, um, and continue to do. I, I it, it wasn't uh, any specific reason why I never did it. I just, you know, you know how life kind of goes and it's not linear and you figure out uh, different paths to take and some come at you in a different way. But, um, you know, TV was one for sure. So, uh, you know, I think the transition from radio into TV happened to me about halfway through and then and then tv of course took a whole bunch of time to do and that um but you know both of them had uh given me some pretty fun skills that just carried on through you know my professional career of just uh you know this that and everything but all of it involves marketing so that's, that's kind of it's, where i it, i've landed it landed it landed in a marketing uh career and yeah, I remember that the the television. I mean, if if you wanted a broadcasting major at all, I, I guess I guess you're being folded into television because the radio's <laughs> exactly. been retired. And yep. Yep. and uh, yeah, I I was speaking with Gina. You may remember the general manager. Yep. I, and and she showed up in 1994, and it was during that time when they said, well. We're closing down the radio major, and uh, if you want that degree, you're going to have to do everything in the course of three years instead of four. So, exactly. Right. So, after after Linden State, what you what you do with the with the TV with the TV knowledge? Is it just straight into marketing, or did you, you know, I read some stories of people spending a little while as a photog for a TV station or something. What what'd you do? Yeah, I, you know, I started, uh, I came out and went to uh, well over my head, like going from Vermont to Providence, Rhode Island, which just like blew my mind of, of like, you know, big city to me was Providence, Rhode Island, but came out of out of school and, and went right there and um, just started to work up the ranks in, uh, you know, my first professional opportunity. And it was... Um, it actually was almost my first day, I think my first or second day to 9-11, which was like, you know, so immediate, you know, you're in it sort of trial by fire um, news broadcasting, which was a, a very interesting thing that happened. <laughs> um, so that that had started the journey for me um, and I had worked up through. Um, Rhode Island, I went to uh, Portland, Maine um, for, gosh, I don't know, four or five years um, as a director. So I eventually got to directing, which is what I did um, at the college radio, at the college TV station in Linden uh, for, you know, however long, I think the two-year program that we were, um, I guess, interning at the station, I was a director doing that. So um, never got into the field work. I was I was strictly behind-the-scenes guy for uh, the first part of my career. But, oh, my goodness, being hired 
being hired like September the 10th. Uh, I mean, that's while it has, while it's not germane to the radio station, it's still like everybody has a story. I mean, I know where I was. Yeah. I, I was, I was in WSTJ by that point, and, uh, you know, I remember just for some odd reason, I decided to come in a little earlier and uh, put some coffee on and for some unknown reason, turned the TV on. Uh, TVs in radio stations weren't all that uh, uh, common then, and and <laughs> and decided to glance at it and go, "What the heck did I just see?" And walking over Seriously. to Don Mullally in the studio and saying, "I think, uh, I, I think we need to go on the air. There's been something that's happened." So, I mean, everybody's got a story. What's yours? Yeah, you know, um, it's really weird for me. Couple things happened. I mean, I think the first, uh, the first big thing was, and I was really oblivious to what was going on. I was still new. I'd never really lived on my own. Um, you know, got up, went to the gym, and uh, you know, everybody was kind of watching TV at the gym, and uh, it was like, well, cool, I get to work on all the equipment because <laughs> everyone's standing in front of the TVs. Never dawned on me. Never went back home and, and turned on the news, and. Um, my shift was four to midnight and went in at four, you know, three thirty, four PM. And that's when I found out everything. So it was really weird. I didn't, I wasn't part of it in the beginning until I got to work, which is super unusual for me. Cause now I'm, I'm pretty attached to like what's going on in the news. Um, but it was a really, it was a really weird day because so oblivious to like what was going on in the world. I was in my own little zone. Um, so that was one of my things. The other thing that happened to me, which I, I has stuck with me in my entire career is, you know, I came out of, came out of school, you know, on the poop, I'm going to come in and, you know, don't tell me what to do. And I know what's going on and I, I, I can, I can do all these things or run camera or whatever, you know, um, I can run circles around everybody. And that was my attitude because I was coming in as a production assistant and I'd been directing it in, in Linden. And that was my ego. And right away it was gone. You know, right away it was, um, what can I do to help? This is not about me. And, you know, it became about the broadcast, which I lost that sort of, mentality going in there with this ego and um it changed me a lot in a sense of you know it just it it created the teamwork that i had at linden and for some reason between linden and this job i lost it and so that was a huge lesson for me in all of it which is you know again it's just progressed throughout my professional career of just having that sort of you know it's not about me it's about what or about you know the product that has to be done sort of mentality. So who knows what would have happened if that didn't happen, but I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate to have that experience to, to see myself in a different light. After that, I tried to switch the conversation to memories of music and was subsequently interrupted by the emergency alert system weekly test. It's interesting. I, I, you know, I think back to some of that time and you know, you can never like pinpoint what things are going to be where they are now. Right. So I remember 
you know, playing in the format of shows, we had to play specific songs so many times an hour, you know, but, um, you know, the Foo Fighters were a huge one. I, mean, I think I listened to Everlong like a thousand times on the radio, but also just personally, because it was such a, you know, such a great story of, you know, Dave Grohl was the dude behind the scenes and no one knew he was just a drummer bashing his head in Nirvana. And all of a sudden this guy comes out with like these boasting lyrics and awesome songs. And, and I remember that, that was just such a cool thing. I was always excited to play those songs. Um, the Google dolls was one of them. I mean, all these like these like songs now that are basically, you know, oldies to, to some people, but um, listening to that, that music, uh, all the time and remembering, you know, where I was or, you know, how I was emotionally, you know, there were some, some Google doll songs that, um, yeah, that if I was just off or not, or sad or, or, or missing something or going through something, like I just remember like in playing those in the studio, just how it would kind of engulf me, um, as they were going on. And what you are hearing there is a weekly test of Noel Weather Radio's alerting system. And had this been an actual emergency, the attention signal you just heard would have been followed by official information, news, or instructions. And and uh, <laughs> we had one of those machines uh, at WWLR. So I, I, I find it comical. I find it comical. And I knew it was going to happen once that one of my interviews would be interrupted by the Emergency Alert System Weekly Test. That's tremendous. Our conversation then veered to a moment when a fire developed inside the transmitter itself, which I hope to discuss in more depth with another guest, Jamie Dennis, at some point. Now, after we'd settled down from that, we got a little deeper as far as who an introvert becomes uh, after they get better able to speak in public. And after that, the kinds of radio stations that made an impression on Mark Pompilardo growing up. You know, you said you're introverted. An awful lot of us are. I am. Uh, I'm comfortable with this. Yep. And uh, so, so how did uh, being on the air at that radio station uh, help you in in the years afterward, as far as being able to communicate with people? Yeah, that's that's a great it's a great question. Um, it really did. It, you know, it helped me find my voice. <clears throat> it helped me, you know, uh, be able to hear my thoughts. I could verbalize them and think about what I was going to talk about or, you know, think about how to frame stuff up and, you know, get it out of my mouth, which is always such a huge challenge for me. Of, of thoughts to mouth and, and being able to verbalize things and, um, and, and, and making it cohesive. Right. So, um, so that helped a lot. It helped me with a lot of skills of, I mean, anything, you know, thinking on my feet or humor or, um, you know, even interviewing and just, you know, being able to be quick and, and concise, um, and, and like radio, you know, there's a, there, there was a point to what I was saying, but there's a story to kind of get there and how long can you do the story before it 
it is it's not interesting anymore. Um, so it, it just it gave me the before Twitter and all this social media stuff of short, sweet elevator pitch sort of uh, of conversations. It gave me those skills because we were timed, right? I had to stay to a time um, for different breaks, and um, and that uh, you know that stayed with me. It was it was one of the first times that um, I, I felt like my voice was being heard, which is which sounds weird, but um, you know it it was me getting to know myself of the first time being away from home and being in college and kind of bringing everybody on that journey with me. And, and that has stayed with me through, through my career with uh, professional career, personal life of just bringing people on the journey with me in a sense of just being open and honest and, um, being able to laugh at myself so that uh, I'll never uh, forget getting those skills. And if you would have told me that that would have happened when I started on the radio, I was this little little punk kid getting in trouble all the time. I wouldn't have believed it in a a second, but um, now I've looked back on it and really had a huge influence on me. Yeah. What, uh, what, what kind of, what, what, the radio station that you were listening to when you were a kid. I mean, I, 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 were you from Rhode Island or was that the first place where you got a broadcast job? You're from Rhode Island. That was the first place I got out. So I, I grew up um, in New Hampshire. So I was right next door. And oh. so, you know, all the stuff that we were listening to that I was listening to was, you know, I'd listen to oldies with my folks in the car. Um, and now I listen to oldies all the time, but oldies with my folks in the car. Right. So I got that experience of, you know, big band and, and um, and the, the Casey Kasem's of the world, and you know the radio talk DJs, right? The drive time DJs, um, and then being close to Boston, so always had really a really good selection of stuff from Boston. From you know there was WAAF I used to listen to for rock and 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 some kind of mild shock jocking stuff. Um, to I think I think it was one of six point seven. You know, there's like a lighter side at night. So I listened, I really listened to all kinds yes, that of was... different music. Today's hits and yesterday's favorites all through the night. Magic 106.7, WMJX, WMJX HD1, Boston. I'm David Allen Boucher, welcoming you with open arms as we get ready for tonight's edition of Bedtime Magic, coming up on Magic 106.7. David Alan Boucher, that's what it was, right? David Boucher. Yeah. But yeah, that, it, you know, it, I didn't, word sounds weird, but I never discriminated against music. It was music. Like it just, anything to listen to and different DJs of how they, you know, how they spoke to the music or how the music influenced them. Um, and how they ramped it. Loved how, you know, every DJ kind of had their own way of ramping a song. And that was, that was something I got into all the time of just, you know, the perfect, the perfect ramp. Um, and I had some favorite DJs that would do that, um, throughout the years. So that, yeah, it always, that area for sure specifically. And, um, you know, I find now that I don't, um, 
as I got older, I haven't listened to a lot. Of, I do listen to a lot of radio, but it's weird. I listen to like 80 stations, <laughs> you know, and uh, some of the oldie stations. And I don't, you know, I listen to some country and stuff up here. But, you know, it's changed so much that, especially with streaming, that it's just, it's easy to grab the music that, you know, you like to have and and listen to it. And uh, I, miss the, I miss the interruption sometimes. So it's kind of cool to to get back and listen to, you know, some radio and, and hear the interruption of the songs and kind of hear the, the, just the, the banter, which is always fun. That was Mark Pompilardo in a conversation which took place February the 15th, 2023. This has been episode four of 45 Years of LR Retrospective on Linden State College's radio station, WWLR, which signed off for good in May of 2023. This program came to you from St. Johnsbury, Vermont, on October 7, 2023. I'm Bob Welch. Boasting 3,000 watts of pure impulse power. WWLR. The Impulse 91.5.